With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, January 15th, 2022. As we welcome you to the WCWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. And we also get set to bring you, of course, episode 994 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is, of course, WCWS <coughs> Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. As, of course, the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course, taking it easy here this evening after a very big-time week, of course, of big-time of discussion of everything stemming from everything in the wrestling and pop, court, pop culture. <clears throat> of course, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you, of course, our uh, we'll be I'll be bringing you, of course, a quick recap of everything that did take place here, of course, this week in the radio network. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will be bringing you tonight's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. And also, ladies and gentlemen, I will be bringing we'll be bringing you some uh, wrestling news courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything, that we have to talk about here, of course, this evening. Please feel free, of course, to give us a call. Our phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Call our ID 141-364-POUND. And press that one if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening. It is now 6.10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here, folks. And let's go ahead and get things started with our wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports here for today, January the 15th. Of course, good to have you here for episode 294 of WCWS Power Hour. Let's start with the wrestling portion, of course, here today. On this 1989, the first ever Royal Rumble pay-per-view took place in Houston, Texas. 
In the main event, Big John Studd won the, the, the main 30-man Rumble match during a super pose-down contest between Ravishing Recruit and the Ultimate Warrior. Rude attacked Warrior, jump-started their feud for, the most, for, for most of the year over the Intercontinental title. <clears throat> of course, here, folks. We we may be able to, of course, post a uh, post, a, of course, something on it in case you wish to, of course, uh, look it over here. <clears throat> but uh, we'll we'll definitely work on them and see what we can do here for you. A possible video, of course, in the video bubble. We'll that are able to do that. On this date in 1998, Rey Mysterio Jr. defeated Juventud Guerrera for the WCW Cruiserweight title at the WCW Thunder taping from Lakeland, Florida. On this day in 2005, Austin Aries retained the ROH World Heavyweight title against Colt Cabana in the main event of ROH's It All Begins from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Also on this day in 2006, TNA final resolution took place in Orlando in the main of Cage and Sting defeated the team of Monty Brown and Jeff Jarrett. On this day in 2012, at a, at a house show event in Oakland, California, Primo and Epico Cologne defeated Air Boom, who was Kofi Kingston and Evan Bourne, to win the WWE Tag Team titles. On the state in 2017 at Progress Chapter 42, uh, Life, the the Universe and Wrestling in, in Birmingham, of course, I believe that is in England. Matt Riddle defeated Rampage Brown for the Progress Atlas title in the main event. Or that could be in Birmingham, Alabama, I'm not sure, but it, it, I'm not in Birmingham, Alabama. On this day in 2017, the second night of the, of the WWE UK tournament took place at the Empress Ballroom in Blackpool, England. In the final match, Tabate defeated Pete to become the inaugural champion. Elsewhere, Tommy End, who is, of course, we would know him as Aleister Black and also Malachi Black in AEW, made his WWE debut. Also on this day in 2017, something very somber here, folks. As WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Superfly Snuka passed away, surrounded by family and friends in Pompano Beach, Florida. He competed in several wrestling promotions over the years. He was best known for his time in the WWE. Snuka was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1996 and competed at the Survivor Series the following night. He continued to make sporadic appearances for the next 20 years, participating in matches such as the Royal Rumble, and even and also teaming up with Roddy Piper and Ricky Steamboat against Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 25 in Houston. Snooker received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the WWE on Raw the night after Summer in 2002. Now, I'm not 100% sure here, folks, if we posted anything about Superfly Snooker. We may, we may have posted this video um, <clears throat> um, of course, we'll work on, we'll double check that. If, if we have not, we'll post it in the video vault. But if we have, it should be on there. But of course, it might have been a while since, of course, obviously, 
um, we have seen this, but I do I do recall seeing this. It was a good tribute video that they did, of course, to uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. On this date in 2020, AEW presented their Bash at the Beach special edition of Dynamite from Coral Gables, Florida. As Pac defeated Darby Allen in the main event, while also Diamond Dallas Page also made a return to the ring. In the event that we did not post this in the AWUS uh, Facebook page, we will definitely post it, of course, on there uh, as well. Of course, it may have been a while since we since we have done so, but we'll if we have to, we'll just post it again. Of course, I think that's I'm sure a lot of folks wouldn't mind seeing it. Also on this date in 2020, Rocky Johnson, the father of, of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, sadly passed away at the age of 75. He was a and barrier break barrier breaker to many in the world of wrestling, and amongst many of, of his NWA titles, he was the first African American Georgia heavyweight champion. He was also the first African American champion in the WWF, winning the tag team titles with his partner Tony Atlas in 1983. From the Wild Samoans. Johnson initially trained to be a boxer and sparred with the likes of Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. When Johnson retired from wrestling in the early 90s, he trained his son Dwayne alongside Pat Patterson to become a wrestler. Johnson was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2008 by his son. Of course, I do remember seeing this, of course, here as well. Also, on this date last year, Kevin Owens returned on SmackDown and was announced as Roman Reigns' challenger for the Universal title to Royal Rumble. Reigns was scheduled to face Adam Pearce, who he had orchestrated winning the gauntlet match. However, with the contract signed, an old knee injury caused the WWE official to withdraw from the match, and he chose Owens as the new opponent. And now we have some birthdays to bring you here, ladies and gentlemen. First off... First off, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy, let me see. Let me double check and make sure I, I'm looking at mine. Yes, happy let's see, happy 35th birthday to Kelly Kelly. We also want to wish a very happy um, 52nd birthday to uh, Shane McMahon. We also, we also want to wish a very happy, uh, let's see. Happy 82nd birthday to Tommy Gilbert. And also, ladies and gentlemen, today would have been the uh, 92nd birthday of legendary wrestler and promoter Eddie Grant. Happy birthday, of course, to Kelly Kelly, Shane McMahon, Tommy Gilbert, and the late Eddie Graham. And we'll, we'll of course, work on trying to put some of those videos on the, on our, and on our respective, uh, <clears throat> Respective pages, of course, here, folks. We'll see if we can get that worked out for you. In the meantime, let's go to your pop culture history and birthday reports here for today, the 15th. We'll present this just in the same fashion as we do every single Wednesday on WCW US Outside the Ropes. On this date in 588 BC, Nebuchadnezzar II Babylon, Babylon lays siege to Jerusalem. Under Zedekiah's reign, the siege lasts until July 23rd in the year 586 BC. On the same 1535, Henry VIII declares himself the Church of England. 
On the same 1559, Elizabeth I crowned Queen of England in Westminster Abbey. On the state in 1759, British Museum opens in Montague House in London. On the state in 1902, Abdulaziz Abin Said leads 40 men over the walls of Radaya and takes the city, marking the beginning of the third Saudi state. And on the state in 2000, <coughs> Wikipedia, which is, of course, as you know, a free wiki or content encyclopedia, is launched by uh, Jimmy Wales and Larry Sanger. And, of course, we normally use Wikipedia for, of course, especially for our, when we do our prediction title challenges and also definitely, of course, it is, of course, definitely awesome indeed. Um, Today in movies and television on the state of 1961, one pretty signs the Supremes with Motown Records. It should be like a music thing, but we won't argue about that. And on the state in 1981, Hill Street Blues premiered premiered on the on today's date back then on NBC. And today in sports history in 1892, basketball rules first published in Triangle Magazine. They were written by basketball's creator James Naismith. State in 93, the world's largest office building, the Pentagon, is completed to house the U.S. military. Some birthdays to speak of here, folks. Joan of Arc was born on this date in 1412. She, she, she would pass away in 1431. Of course, we all know what, what happened to her there. Abin Said was born on this date in 1875. He would pass away in 1953. Edward Teller was born on this date in 19. 19- you know, he passed away in 2003. Uh, Gamal Abdel-Nasir was born on this date in 1918. He would pass away in 1970. And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., of course, we all remember Dr. King. Uh, he was born on this date in 1929. Sadly, he would pass away. And, of course, we know the circumstances of that. It was back in 1968. Some celebrity birthdays to speak up here today, folks. Entertainer Charo today turned 71. Actress Regina King turns 51. Uh, Mary Pierce turns 47. Um, The quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees, today turns 43. And Dove Cameron today turns 26. On the state in 1919, 2 million gallons of molasses flood Boston in the Great Molasses Flood when a storage tank. Birth, drowning 21 people and injuring 150. The weddings to speak of on the state in 1930, businesswoman Estee Metzer marries uh, businessman Joseph Lauder, L-A-U-T-E-R, but would later spell it L-A-U-D-E-R. Of course, that's where the cosmetic S- company Estee Lauder came from, obviously. On the state in 1953, Quartier Richie, who was 22 at the time, marries Marsha La- Lavender at the Wesley Church in Sydney, Australia. And on the state in 1955, film director Stanley, Stanley Kubrick, who was 26 at the time, marries theatrical designer Ruth Saboka, who was all who was 29 at the time. Some passings here in. Uh, the passings here, of course, here in uh, 
Elizabeth Shore passed away on this day in 1947. Meyer Lansky passed away on this date in 1983. And Sean McBride passed away on this date in 1988. On the, also on this date in, 19, in, I'm sorry, 1797, the first time a man stepped out in London wearing a topper, or of course a, a top hat, it caused a sensation. Then, of course, a court case. Of course, I'll simply say, who now could imagine the late Fred Astaire without his famous top hat? So apparently, this is this this is this is the when, of course, the top hat started becoming a very popular um, uh, item of choice to wear. Of course. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring your movies and television history and birthdays here for today. I want to say 1919, Frank Kittenkind's play uh, Die Litzen Tage der Menschnet premieres. I want to say 1948, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, a movie based on B. Traven, Traven's model novel, was directed by John Houston and it starred Humphrey Bogart. It would officially premiere on the state. On the state in 1956, KWAB TV Channel 4 in Big Spring, Texas, which is an NBC affiliate, begins their broadcasting. On the state in 1958, New York Yankees announced that 140 Major League Baseball games to be televised on WPIX TV this season in a deal worth over $1 million. As we said, in 1961, Barry Gordy signs the Supremes with Motown Records. <clears throat> on, the, on this day in 1962, Coco the Clown, whose real name is Nikolai Holocaust, is the subject of the BBC TV program, This is, this is Your Life. On this day in 1967, Rolling Stones appear for the fifth time on the Ed Sullivan Show, reluctantly agree to alter lyrics of the song, Let's Spend the Night Together. And on the state in 1968, KDCD-TV Channel 18 in Midland, Texas, which is an independent station, begins their broadcasting. As we said, Charo today turns 71, Regina King 51, and Dove Cameron turns 26. Some passings, uh, <clears throat> some passings here, ladies and gentlemen. On the state in 1893, Frances Ann Kimball, otherwise known as Fanny, who was a Shakespearean actress of British descent who was uh, known as Juliet, who, who played Juliet, and she was also an author, sadly passed away at the age of 83. I want to say 1962, Kenneth McKenna, who was from right here in America, he was an actor and director, known for Judgment at Nuremberg and Those We Love, passes away of cancer at the age of 62. On this date in 1964, Jack Teagarden, who's who also went by Weldon Leo, whose I think real name was Weldon Leo Teagarden, he uh, was right from right here in America. He was a trombonist and actor. He was known for meat, meat band leaders. Passed away from bronchial pneumonia at the age of 58. And I would say 1968, uh, not the same John Davidson. I think that we would know, ladies and gentlemen, from um, who hosted Hollywood Squares and all that? Because he would be very, very old. And this was the case. Who was all? There was also an actor around named John Davidson. Like I said, who was who was in, who was in Dick Tracy versus Crime Inc. And also 
Charlie and the Chinese cat, he passed away at the age of 80. And of course, there is another, of course, John Davidson that we would better know as host in Hollywood Squares back in the 80s, and he did several other projects as well. As we said, 1955 on this date, film director Stanley Kubrick would marry theatrical designer Ruth Sabalka. And on this date, 2013, Jim Neighbors, best known for playing Gomer Pyle, who was 80-foot time Mary's retired performer Stan Cot Cadwalder who was 64 at the time at the Fairmount Olympic Hotel in Seattle let's go to your music history and birthday report history history and birthdays on the state in 1785 Mozart's string quartet opus 10 premieres on state 1915 Stick Kern and Smith's musical Love of Mike premieres in New York City. On the state in 1919, pianist and statesman Ignatz had, had a whiskey becomes first premier of Poland. On the state in 1945, Make Mine Manhattan opens at Broadhurst Stadium, New York City for 429 performances. On the state in 1955, Dmitry Shostakovich's from Jewish Folkery premieres in Leningrad on the state 1956. Also, once again, from Dmitry Shoskovich, was appointed honorary member of the Academia Santa Cecilia. On state 1965, the rock group The Who releases their first album, I Can't Explain. And on the state 1971, Ari opens at Mark Hellinger Theater in New York City for 19 performances. As we said, of course, one birthday here, Charo. Today, 21. Some passings in the world of music. 1744, Charles Hubert Gervais, who was a Baroque composer of French descent, passed away at the age of 72. On a date in 1755, Azzolino Bernardino della I'm sorry if I mispronounce it, who was a composer. He passed away at the age of 83. On this date in 1765, Carmen Kolb, a composer and priest of German descent, passed away at the age of 61. And on this date in 1775, Giovanni Battista San Martini, who was a composer, also passed away, but we do not know how old he was when he passed. Now, of course, we go to your sports history and birthdays right here. On the 92 basketball rules first published in Triangle Magazine, which was written by James Naismith. On the state in 1895, Australian cricket spin bowler Albert Trott <clears throat> takes eight to 43 on debut to end England's second second innings. England's to end England's second innings at 143 in third test in Adelaide. Australia wins by 382 in four days. On the Stating 30 brilliant West Indian cricket batsman George Headley scores 157 of 176 on debut on the fourth day of the drawn first test against England in Bridgetown, Barbados. On a state 1934, New York Yankee slugger Babe Ruth, nearing the end of his illustrious career, signs a one year contract worth $35,000, represents a pay cut of $17,000 for the Babe. 
1936, Horace Stoneman is elected president of the New York Giants baseball franchise, succeeds late father Charles, remains president for the next 40 years, presiding over a move to San Francisco before selling the team in 1976. On state 1939, the first NFL All-Star game at Wrigley Field in Chicago, the New York Giants beat the All-America All-Stars 13 to 10. On the state 19 1942, Chicago Cub drops plans to install lights at Ridley Field because the military's need for materials takes 35 years before lights are finally installed at the infamous ballpark. Also, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt sends his famed green light letter to Major League Baseball Commissioner Judge Landis, encouraging baseball to continue playing during World War II. Um, some birds we said. Mary, I believe she was a famous, looks like she was a famous tennis star, I believe. I'm not sure. Anyway, she turns 47. And Drew Brees, as we said, of the New Orleans Saints, today turns 43. Some passings in the world of sports. 1936, on this day, Henry Forster, of course, a cricketer who played with Hans in Oxford University, and also the Governor General of Australia passes away. We don't know how old he was when he passed. I want to say 1942, Mel Shepard, an athlete of, right here from right here in America, who won the Olympic gold for in the 800-meter, 1500-meter medley relay in 1908 and a 4x400 meter relay in 1912, passes away at the age of 58. I want to say 1964, George Duncan, a golfer and course designer, of course, of Scottish descent, <clears throat> uh, who participated in the British Open in 1920, passes away at the age of 80. And on the stage in 1968, Bill Masterson, a NHL player of both Canadian and American descent, first to be fatally injured during a game, which was on January the 13th, sadly would pass away at the age of 29. So he had passed away two days, I believe, two days later. As we said, uh, 1953, Mound marries Marsha Lavender at the Wesley Church in Sydney, Australia. On a say 2011, PGA golfer Hunter Hunter Mahan, who was 28 at the time, marries former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader Candy Harris in Dallas, Texas. And as we said, 2013, Jim Neighbors, best known for playing Gomer Pyle, marries retired performer Stan. Cad Wallader, who was 64 at the time. Jim Neighbors was 82. Stan was 64 at the time at the Fairmont Olympic Hotel in Seattle. And one moment here, of course, from this, from this date here in, in 1927. This was the day when the BBC broadcast, when the BBC started broadcasting live sports commentary for the first time and, was, and introduced a novel way of involving listeners to the action. So this is the very first time. This was, of course, the very first time that, like I said, you got to hear hear it on the radio, <clears throat> of course, over in the United Kingdom. So, folks, there you have it there with your wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports for today, of course, January the 15th. 1605 562 0444. Caller ID 
This is episode number 294 of WCWS Power Hour. This is, of course, Saturday, uh, January 15th, 2022. Of course, Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw here with you from the HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. As I said, the rest of the panel, we two got the handle, of course, taking it easy. After a big-time week, of course, of big-time wrestling uh, talks and discussions, Throughout the week, of course, here in the radio network. Of course, we'll run it down here for you. Um, of course, obviously, WWE attempts to stay in full swing, going in towards, of course, the Royal Rumble, which is, which is will be another. Uh, looks like it'd be another uh, two weeks away. Um, of course, before this event takes place, um, obviously. Of course, uh, <clears throat> so obviously, of course, it doesn't seem that WWE is going to be going to be going in there. Of course, on the uh, <clears throat> is going is is it still hasn't gotten a lot of things. Of course, obviously, straightened out. I'm sure Vince McMahon obviously is continuing to, of course, maintain that he has everything well in order. Well, of course, a lot of the fans obviously does not really seem to believe him. Uh, obviously, of course. Uh, same could also, I'm sure, be said with NXT. Um, a lot of folks have pretty much continued to say that, you know, despite the fact that a lot of people like, like, and of course, from some of the reporting that we did over the, during the week, that some folks, including former NXT talent who was officially let go, uh, including some current NXT talent and all that, and saying that it's probably a step in the right direction, that NXT needed to somehow evolve. While, of course, obviously that may be true, what you got to keep in mind, of course, and understand is that you got to make sure you're doing it in the very in the right way. And obviously, of course, in Vince McMahon's case, that's not the way to do it. He, this is his continuation of trying to erase and undo everything that, uh, of course, Triple H and company worked very, very hard to do. Of course, the first step obviously was to let go of a lot of people that were, of course, NXT during the time that Triple H really brought it to very, very new horizons. And of course, if he starts weighing that down, that Vince McMahon has never been, of course, a real big fan of NXT. So he figured the only way to possibly kind of sh- kind of show that he still has some sort of stroke, indica- some sort of stroke, of course, and all is by, of course, letting go several people who were very instrumental in making NXT relevant and also by turning it into a complete joke. And, of course, obviously, letting go several several key people, as we said. You know, the logo looks absolutely ridiculous. Um, of course, putting... I mean, there are several people, several superstars who deserve where they're at in terms of you know, holding championships and all, but there are others, obviously, that does not 100% deserve it. And, and I'll continue to kiss his, kiss his hind end and all that. And it seems once again, nobody, no one's going to have the balls to tell him, tell Vincent Man that he is 100% wrong, because they'll probably end up knowing what the consequences are, and before they have a chance to strike, he, they'll, he'll probably end up kind of letting them go. So. Obviously, obviously, Vince probably figured Triple H was probably one of those people that could possibly strike back, and he, he did some of 
about it, obviously, before that could take place. Uh, AEW, of course, he continues to dominate, obviously, with Dynamite every Wednesday and, of course, Rampage on Fridays. Uh, despite what some of the numbers are, uh, what they say about uh, about what they say about several WWE shows and several, and of course, uh, Dynamite and Rampage in AEW and all, AEW still continues to, and 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 in the minds of the of the, of course, well versed wrestling fan, of course, those who have been very loyal to wrestling for over the years and everything, feel that AEW is, of course, providing that missing element that WWE seems. To, of course, pretty much let go, and that is, of course, deliver top-notch wrestling action. In my own personal point of view, my own personal opinion. So, <clears throat> obviously, of course, Vince has kind of lost that, lost that step, and all that. Of course, he tries to continue to downplay, you know, AEW by, of course, even, of course, we don't know if this move that was made between WWE and um, Impact Wrestling by allowing Mickey James. Who is currently, of course, the Impact Knockouts champion, even after competing against Deanna Perrazzo in a Texas death match to hold on to the Knockouts title? Uh, you know, obviously, of course, they're taking a step in the. They're trying to, of course, make sure that that none of these other top-notch companies are pretty much going to. Are, are pretty much are pretty much are not are, are not are not going to try to supersede him in any way, shape, or form. But obviously, of course, WWE is like I said, is going to do their best to continue to remain on top, and all they remain the dominant force, like they've been claiming for a long time. And of course, they're going to end up pretending like, hey, but well, we don't have any actual competition and everything like that. Well, the thing about it is what's, what, what Vince doesn't realize is the simple fact that he does have competition in the form of, of course, AEW, of Impact Wrestling, of the NWA, of New Japan Pro Wrestling, of Major League Wrestling. I mean, obviously, Ring of Honor, is, once they get back on the table, they could, be, they could definitely, of course, once again, start to rebuild that fan base here again, and they could definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, you know, become a direct threat as well. So Vince, like I said, is no longer the only, is the only, is the only, you know, uh, is, is, is not, is no longer the only kid on the block here that can provide everything here to the, to, to the, to the wrestling fan. And obviously Vince wants to refer to it as sports entertainment. He doesn't want to even want to call it what it actually is. So apparently Vince, we're, we're sorry to say, but obviously you are actually 100% incorrect. While, you know, it might be entertaining and all that stuff, what you're putting on is nothing more or less than, of course, obviously an overrated soap opera. Because you're not actually, you're not actually letting the superstars do what they like to do. They really like to cut loose. And to of course do some do some big have some big time action here. So without a shadow of a doubt here, you know, that's why all these other companies are gaining more, more and more ground, you know, in terms of of, <clears throat> of you know watchability in terms of regardless of its own line, regardless of its own TV, you know, regardless of wherever it is, you know, you can barely believe that all these other companies 
countries a direct threat. So Vince better, of course, better stay true to all that and all. And he just can't keep relying on the same same folks to hold, of course, his major belts. I mean, especially, you know, Becky. I mean, with no disrespect to JD, of course, Becky Lynch holding the Raw Women's title. He can't keep on expecting Charlotte to win the SmackDown Women's title. He cannot expect Roman Reigns to continue holding the, you know, Universal title. Uh, cannot expect the Usos to continue to hold the uh, the, the SmackDown tag titles. You cannot expect Carmella and Zelina to continue to hold the women's tag titles. These belts need to be brought back to some degree of relevance. You know, Nakamura has held, I think, the Intercontinental title for quite a bit. And no disrespect to Nakamura, he's a tremendous superstar. But, you know, there could be an op- there could be a time here that, you know, that might change it. So what he needs to really, what Vince really needs to understand is he really needs to <clears throat> he really needs to of course allow he really needs to uh, allow a lot of these other superstars to shine and not just simply just keep on dismissing them every single time they start getting a little bit popular and all that and one thing they don't need to do Vince is continue to kiss your high name which you're simply you're putting dropping your pants every time and all that they step in the door then you want you want to get ahead in this business you need to kiss this well, the thing about it is they'd rather probably kick it than kiss it, Vince. So you better watch out and you better be you better be on guard here for that. <clears throat> but uh, of course, it was just it was just, you know, you know, WWE is really likes to start off on a very sour note here. You know, for 2022. Vince feels that he's doing the he, he's supposed to do. He feels that he's receiving high praise for it, that he's going to still be, be the dominant force, he's still going to be the dominant company, and there's going to be a lot of them sooner or later is going to step back a little bit, and they're going to pretty much throw down, you know, they're pretty much, a lot of them that are holding the belts, that may even get, start getting sick and tired of it, throw down the belts right there at his feet, and they're simply just going to walk right out of the company. You know, that's going to be, probably be the same for NXT as well. Everybody's going to be walking out and he's going to have to be the only one that's going to be probably on TV trying trying to do something of some sort of relevance. So the sooner or later events, you're going to have to be careful and all that because if you don't, you're not going to have any choice in the world. But to uh, but to simply simply just hand your company over to somebody else, and you're going to need to go, simply just go home and just sit in your rocking chair and just avoid destroy the sunset and see the cars go by and retire and somebody else needs to take the reins of it and actually make that company a lot more relevant than it has been because if you don't then sooner or later that company is going to fall to the ground and there's not going to be anything left and of course that's also going to be the case if you decide to even decide to put a clown like nick khan in charge of it your son shane your daughter stephanie and your son-in-law triple h I are the ideal folk people to over to oversee that company and keep it going. You know it is, but you're just too you're just too afraid to admit the truth. You're going to have to realize it sooner or later. And I'll, and I, even though I may only be just a a minute wrestling fan, at least like I said, the wrestling fans are starting to know a whole lot more than the people involved in the people involved in the blame wrestling company. So you. 
Barry to understand that, like I said, you're not always right on any of everything, Vince. You're just nothing more <clears throat> than, than a complete joke, in my personal opinion. So you better get used to that cessation unless you decide to do something and change it. That's all I got to say about that. But to, also, ladies and gentlemen, I will point out we had two trivia championship, uh, of course, matches, of course, on the air here this week. First one, of course, took place this Tuesday. Tuesday on Revolution, of course, as JD, as JD of course, did did a double. Of course, this was this was. We'll just say this week, JD did a double duty in defending the NWA US War Games Championship. The first first one was on Tuesday against the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. Of course, as you know, JD did defeat John in a poll match on the pay-per-view Prediction Center Third Wave Facebook page. Uh, but of course, John do it live, and so, <clears throat> and so, of course, both both these matches took place, of course, in the Family Feud style. Uh, the first one here, of course, um, I will go ahead and point out here. Uh, JD did get John, of course, for the final score of two fifty-four to one hundred eight. And, of course, the second one did take place just last night as J.D. went head-to-head, of course, with the, with the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. Of course, both and everyone, of course, competed very, very strongly, very, very strongly indeed. But, ladies and gentlemen, J.D. once again came out on top and won and held on to the War Games title, 268-156 in there. Uh, obviously, of course... <clears throat> Obviously, obviously, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, Justin did earn an opportunity here to match up here as well. And, of course, we'll, of course, talk with the human human suplex machine, John Gross, here as well. As you know, of course, we did have, of course, three pole matches. Um, of course, the continuation of the AWS Holiday Bash Championship. We, there'll be another triple threat match coming up here, of course, here very, very soon. Uh, John, of course, had a successful title defense against uh, Jordan Stuckless and the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis, as John did retain that championship. Also, of course, Byron J. Brain, of course, in his first title defense of the day one championship, he successfully defended that against, uh, of course, J.D., Derek, uh, also, as well as Justin, and also Derek Frommett as well. This was from the day one prediction title challenges. And also the New Year's Smash Championship, of course, John did successfully in his first title defense of that championship. It get by, of course, uh, Jared Thornton and Mitt Patel there as well. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do is we're going to talk to John about possibly scheduling a matchup here for the AEWS New Year's Smash Championship, of course, and Justin will receive an opportunity at that title as well on the air. And we'll talk to John and see what we can what we can get worked out with that, and we'll keep everybody in the know about that as well. So uh, one match that will be, of course, scheduled here, ladies and gentlemen, will be another, will be, of course, right now the other one will be another triple threat match for the AWS Holiday Bash Championship. John will be involved, but we'll have two more participants Stemming from the big battle royal that we did have, of course, before Christmas, we'll continue. We'll, of course, let you know who those two folks will be, and we'll post that match in the pay-per-view prediction center third wave Facebook page 
match up here. Uh, of course, here between between tonight and starting between tonight and tomorrow, and of course will be put will be of course defended throughout the week to see of course who will who will John will will John be able to get by of course any one of the two participants in the match or one of the other two, uh, you know, get by John to become the new Holiday Bash champion. We'll go, of course, continue to let you know here about that. In the meantime here, folks, let's go ahead and give you that, give you this one more time. 1605-562-0444, caller ID 141-364-POUND. Is episode 294 of WCWS Power Hour. <clears throat> this is Saturday, January 15th, 2022. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, rest of the panel, way too tough to handle. Of course, uh, taking it easy. Uh, taking it easy, of course, here this week. <clears throat> uh, t- uh, t- tonight, of course, as well. Uh, <clears throat> also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll point out that starting that, of course, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., we will, we will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> um, we will, we will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, have once again our edition of WCWS this morning, uh, up here tomorrow morning, starting at 8 a.m., of course, 805-8613, pound. As we will, of course, bring you tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. We will also, of course, bring you, ladies and gentlemen, a lineup of what will take place in the radio network this week. And also, and also, uh, of course, here, folks, we will, of course, bring you some more wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of 411 Mania. Please be sure to join us, of course, for that at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, Of course tomorrow morning of course around at 8 a.m of course right here as part of the radio network on talkshoe.com uh now ladies and gentlemen let's go to 411 mania and get you up to date with some uh some wrestling news tidbits of course once again the wcw us radio network as always thanks our friends at 411 mania for allowing us to read their stories on all those of course in addition to of course right here on power hour do not forget also on revolution Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, WCWS This Morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also Sports Machine. And ladies and gentlemen, we hope to, of course, get more of our shows up and going here in 2022. Of course, those that have not been on the air for quite a long time and those that we, of course, uh, have ready to go but have not started yet. We hope to get a lot of shows up and going here during sometime during the year in 2022. Uh, of course, here, folks. There was a couple of um, there was a couple here of um, um, actually one story I would like to uh, bring. Of course, as far as uh, any pop culture stories here from Four Eleven Mania, um, there's one I'd like to bring that popped up here. Again. Let me go ahead and bring this to everyone's attention before we get into some wrestling stuff. Jeremy Thomas posted this yesterday as Disney as Disney Plus announces a limited series based on the movie The Santa Claus and Tim Allen is scheduled to actually return in this. Disney Plus is re- reviving The Santa Claus as a C L A U S E of course as a limited series with Tim Allen set to return 
for his fable. Disney announced on Friday that Alan Wood executive produced the show, which has the working title The Santa Claus, and will reprise his role as Scott Calvin. The series will begin production in Los Angeles in March under the purview of Jack Burdett, who did Frasier, who is executive producing and serving as showrunner, Kevin Hinch, who was involved in the movie Last Man Standing, Richard Baker, and Rick Messina, who also serve as executive producers. The series is described as follows. In the Disney Plus series, Scott Calvin is on the brink of his 65th birthday and realizing he can't be Santa forever. He's starting to lose a step in his Santa duties, and more importantly, he's got a family who could benefit from a life in the normal world, especially his two kids who have grown up at the North Pole. With a lot of elves, children, and family to please, Scott sets out to find a suitable replacement Santa while preparing his family for a new adventure in a life south of the pole. Alan previously played the role in the 1994 film of the same name, which was a massive hit with $189.9 million against a production budget of just $22 million. Two sequels followed and are also big hits, The Santa Claus 2 in 2002, and 2006's The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, which I think that was the one that had Martin Short play, uh, I think Jack Frost or something like that, I think it was. So we will let you know, of course, here, folks, about how the, how that will, of course, uh, take place. <clears throat> that, will be, that will be definitely, of course, here, interesting to see how that will pop up. Now let's go to some wrestling stories here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Our first story here, uh, courtesy of Joseph, Joseph Lee, was a, which is an update from an original story. Let's bring you the original of this. The original story is that WWE has announced three more teams for the NXT Douglas Tag Team Classic, joining the previously announced teams to bring the total, obviously, to seven. And there are some there are some tweets, of course, here in the NXT. Uh, of course, in the original stories, you can go back and check that out. And here is an update. Also, WWE has revealed that the Creed brothers are the eighth and final team for the NXT Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. The full field has officially been updated. And here are the participants. MSK, also the team of Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. Uh, Jacket Time, who is Kushida and Eichmann Jiro. The Grizzled Young Veterans, of course, Zach Gibson and James Drake. Also, the team of Andre Chase and Bodie Hayward. Legado Del Fantasma in the form of Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. Also, Edris Enofe and Malik Blade. And also, the Creed Brothers. <clears throat> so, you can, of course, check out, of course, all the tweets from the NXT uh, from, from NXT, of course, that did pop up between yesterday and today, talking about the NX, upcoming NXT Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Our next story right here, folks. Joseph Lee posted this story today as we have some results from the Stardom show. Donna Del Mundo defeats... Odeotai in the main event. Stardom held an event this morning at the Industry and Culture Center in Tajimi, Gifu, Japan, with a tag team main event. Here are some results via Fightful. Mina Shirakawa defeated Waka Sukiyama, a triple threat match. Yutami Hashishida defeated Saki Kashima and 
my Sakurai Angels, who is Unagi Sayaka and Tom Nakano, defeated Queen's Quest, who was Saya Kamatani and Lady C. Donna Del Mondo, who is Julia uh, Thekla and Marai, uh, versus Mayu Iwatani, Kaguma, and Hazuki, excuse me, ended in a 20-minute time limit draw. Also, uh, another part of Donna Del Mondo, who was Suri, Maika, and Hamika, defeated Ototai, who is Mono Watanabe, Starlight Kid and Ruaka. And you can check out, of course, their Twitter account, which is at we underscore r underscore stardom. If you want to check out some more, um, any update, of course, updates, and of course, any other thing about the uh, <clears throat> if you want to, of course, check out, of course, anything about, about anything that's going on. In, in the stardom promotion. Joseph Lee posted this today as there is an update on the status of the Street Profits contracts with WWE. Bapo Select reports that the Street Profits currently have plenty of time left on their WWE deals. There had been some confusion when the site previously reported that their contracts were good at least through 2021. This was on multi-year contracts in 2019, which would by definition be at least two years. With the two missing Raw lately, there have been questions on their status, but they will still be around for a while. It's unknown exactly how long their contracts are for, however. So we'll try to find that out here, folks, and we'll definitely, of course, let you know. Joseph Lee posted this story here today. With some WWE news, as a, there is a video of what happened after SmackDown went off the air last night. Also, an interview with the cast of, the, of Peacemaker, and also a clip from Talking Smack. After WWE SmackDown went off the air last night, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns continued to tease a physical confrontation ahead of their match at the Royal Rumble. But just as the fans got excited for it, Reigns dropped off the apron and, and the Usos attacked. Is where the clip ends, but eventually led to a dark match main event in which Rollins and the Viking Raiders defeated Roman Reigns and the Usos. <clears throat> this was post. This tweet was coming courtesy of Heel Wrestling at S A C H I N L Y N G D O H capital X. Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins have fun after SmackDown went off the air. WWE. Also, HBO Max has released a new video in which John Cena and the rest of the Peacemaker cast are interviewed. And we'll post it, ladies and gentlemen, in the Entertainment Cavalcade page if you want to check that out. Also, WWE has released a new clip in the latest edition of Talking Smack. You can, you can, you can of course, check out. Uh, there's a link uh, from 411 Mania, which you can check out their report. On this episode of Talking Smack, but there is a video, of course, from it, and we'll post it, of course, here as well. I, um, we'll, we'll post it in the Revolution Radio Facebook page as well, if anyone wants to take a look at that. Uh, 
Speaking of SmackDown here, folks, our next story here from Joseph Lee. As WWE SmackDown viewership down, but so 2 million, the rating was also down. And this is like what I was just now talking about. The numbers for last night's episode of Friday Night SmackDown were lower than last week, but still above 2 million. Spoiler TV reports that the show had an average viewership of 2.06 million viewers, which is down 4.65% from last week's preliminary number. The first hour of the show had 2.069 million viewers, while the second dropped 0.9% to 2.5 million. It also had a 0.5 in the key adults 18 to 49 demographic, which was down 9.1% from last week. However, however, that was still good enough for first place for the night, tied with <clears throat> Undercover Boss, Shark Tank, Magnum PI, 2020, and Dateline. File numbers will be available on Monday. The numbers usually rise 3 to 10% by then, so it's like the show will be between 2.1 I mean, I'm sorry, between 2 and 2.26 million. So obviously, of course, like I said, SmackDown is still... Still kind of faltering there a little bit. Vince is, and Vince is not really paying that much attention to it. Joseph Lee posted this story today. As Eric Bischoff is stating, AEW should stop referencing WWE if they're not willing to go head-to-head. Tony Khan says Bischoff is irresponsible. The Toronto Star has a new article talking about the rise of AEW as a viable alternative to WWE. In the story, there are several quotes from people associated with WWE, as well as critics of the promotion. One of these critics is Eric Bischoff, who said AEW needs to stop referencing WWE on their programming unless they are willing to compete head-to-head. He said if they don't have the balls to go head-to-head, then shut up and wrestle. There is no tactical advantage to completely degradation when it's clear to your audience that you don't have the guts to do anything about it. You're fighting a fight that you're not willing to get in, it's childish to me. AEW President Tony Khan replied by saying, I don't care what night the shows are on, it's really irresponsible for Bishop to say that because I don't pick what night the show was on. These are time slots that I was assigned. So I'm sure they'll put up some more words between Tony Khan and Eric Bishop over this at some point. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here as we have some notes on the producers for this past Monday's edition of Raw, of course, from January the 10th. Michael Select has an update with a listing for the producers assigned to various matches and segments for WWE Raw on January the 10th. Here are the producers for this past Monday's show. Michael Hayes and Pat Buck produced a Bobby Brock Lesnar confrontation Hayes and Buck also produced Seth Rollins' promo where he announced that he will face Roman Reigns for the Universal title at the Royal Rumble. Kenny Dykstra and Shane Helms produced RK Bro versus Alpha Academy for the Brawl Tag Team titles. The match featured Alpha, Alpha Academy beating RK Bro to capture the belts. Joseph Park, of course, as you know, who was Abyss, produced Damian Priest and the Street Profits versus Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, and Apollo Crews. Adam Pierce. The match featuring almost beating a local wrestler. The wrestler was Leo Sparrow. Molly Holly produced the Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley promo segment that saw Nikki Nikki Cross turn on Rhea Ripley. Jamie Noble, his real name is James Gibson, and also Petey Williams, handled the AJ Styles versus Austin Theory match. 
Finally, Tyson Kidd and Sean Devari produced a Becky Lynch promo segment and the Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop versus Liv Morgan match. Dewdrop, of course, Piper Niven won the match to earn a title shot against Lynch at this year's Royal Rumble. This story just now coming in here as well. Joseph Lee just now posted this as Jimmy, the Mount of South Heart, gives his picks for the Mount Rushmore of wrestling themes. In an interview with stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw, Hart spoke about how working, how work as a wrestling music composer, how it works as a wrestling music composer, and gave his picks for the Mount Rushmore of wrestling themes. Here are some highlights. On creating the theme for Shawn Michaels, Jimmy Hart says, of course we did Shawn Michaels, and Shawn, when I first did Shawn Michaels' song, he had his valet singing it, Sherry Martell. So then when she left, Vince wanted Shawn Michaels' voice on it, so I had to tape it in Texas somewhere. So I took a studio, take Shawn up there to do it, so they sent me the tape in New York. And so I went in there, and I overdubbed his voice on it. And, of course, Shawn goes, I can't sing, I can't do this. I said, this is going to be great. He went in there and knocked it out to maybe one or two takes. Uh, we didn't have a girl singing it, singing, singing it back up on it like I had down there. So I had to sing the backups, and I tripled my voice uh, three times going sexy boy, sexy boy. So that three times to make it sound like a girl. So that's me, that's me really singing the girl's part on it. On Dusty, on Dusty Rhodes' theme in, in the WWF, Jimmy Hart says, Dusty goes, look, Vince came to me. He wants you to cut a song on me. I want you to cut one, too. This is what I want. First of all, you know how Dusty was very articulate about stuff. I said, okay, what do you want, Dusty? He goes, well, I want some African-American girl singers. Okay, you got it. I wrote it down. He says, I want some horn players. Okay, I wrote it down. He said, and also he said, you know, I like to have a cowbell on the front of that. All right, cowbell on the front of that. I go, what else? And he goes, right about the common man. I said, okay, write about the common man, the cowbell, African-American singers, and horn players. I said, why don't you write it yourself? You know what you want. He laughed. He laughed. So I went, put it together, brought it to him. He listened to it three times, and he goes, I love it. I love it, if you will. Nah, the if you will part, I'm just, I just added that on there. And also, his Mount Rushmore of theme songs, Jimmy Hart goes, the Undertaker would have to be on there because everything was just simple impersonates Undertaker's theme. So you got to go with that. You got to go with Triple H. Drew a heck of a lot of money, and I love that song that he came out to the ring to. I thought it was great. And, of course, drawing the most money, too. I always think about Hulk Hogan with The Real American. You know, that drew a heck of a lot of money, but then if I could put one of mine on there, it would have to be Sexy Boy by Shawn Michaels. I love them all. But if the fans let me put one on there, and I'm putting it last, you know, I would definitely put Shawn Michaels. So... There are some great themes there, like I said, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, he met, he he mentioned some good stuff. I mean, obviously, let's see here. Story as Major League Wrestling Tag Champions fifty one fifty became double champions at an IWA event last night. Major League Wrestling Tag Team Champions 5150 are now double champions after winning the IWA World Tag Team titles in Puerto Rico. The team, which includes Slice Boogie and Danny Limelight, 
defeated the owners of time, who was Nick Mercer and Lenore White, at an IWA Puerto Rico event. Limelight wrote hashtag and new hashtag 5150 came to Puerto Rico and defended the at MLW World Tag Team titles. And the process we took the at IWA Puerto Rico Tag Team titles at Slice Boogie looks like our bags are going to be heavier on our way to Dallas. MLW's Court Bauer added franchise players. You can check out those tweets courtesy of Danny Limelight and also Court Bauer. So, very, very cool there indeed. Joseph Lee posted this story as WWE criticizes AEW in a new statement about gory self-mutilation on AEW Rampage. The Toronto Star has published an article about AEW's rise to success and establishing itself as an alternate to WWE. In it, there's a statement from WWE causes the company for its use of blood, particularly in the street fight match on the December 31st, 2021 episode of Rampage. Of course, the match featured Tay Conti and Anna Jay versus the Bunny and Penelope Ford with the Bunny and Conti bleeding. The statement from WWE reads, if you look at the gory self-mutilation that bloodied several women in the December 31st event on TNT, it clearly becomes clear that these are very different businesses. We have an edgier product in the attitude. We had an edgier attitude era. And in the 2022 world, we don't believe that type of dangerous and brutal display is appealing to network partners, sponsors, venues, children, or the general public as a whole. Obviously, WWE, you don't know what the fans actually want. So you better just shut up and just let the fans enjoy it. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here uh, last night as Lita was, was reportedly in talks with AE at one point. Lita made her SmackDown return last night ahead of her Royal Rumble appearance, but a new report notes that she was previously in talks with AEW. Popo Select reports that the WWE Hall of Famer had been in talks with AEW to pitch for a top program with Britt Baker, with a creative plan discussed for potentially happening around AEW All Out. According to the report, AEW initially reached to Lita last year for an appearance on the show, but terms. The pitch was for the Britt Baker program, which obviously didn't end up happening. However, the report notes that things ended positively, and there could eventually be some sort. There could eventually be some sort of business between Lita and AEW. The site adds that, according to people in WWE, Lita has not been has not been on her no contact list, despite her, her last injuries, and has been cleared to compete for more than four years. We'll never have to wait and see what happens. Of course, obviously, she's going to be taking part in the Royal Rumble match, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Blake Lavelle posted this story last night as Tony Khan discusses the Briscoes potentially joining AEW and also Adam Cole's impact on Rampage ratings. In his weekly appearance on Busted Open Radio, Tony Khan discussed a variety of topics, including Adam Cole's impact on AEW Rampage ratings, also the Briscoes potentially joining and much more. Here's what Khan had to say. This was via Wrestling Inc. Tony Khan on Adam Cole's impact on the AEW Rampage ratings. Khan says there has been some consistent people who have been big draws on the show and hopefully that will bode well for, for of course, that did bode well for last night's show. 
We have seen good ratings in the past when Adam Cole was on the show. Special wins got a good opponent like he like he did last night with Trent Beretta. He and Orange Cassidy take particular part of this revival. And actually Adam Cole's opponent last night, Trent, is a big part of it too. When you look back before the holidays, we posted our biggest number in a long time the week before Christmas. And then the match that opened the show that did so well was an eight-man tag, and it was Trent's comeback match. Now Trent is wrestling again. Of course, he did wrestle again last night one-on-one against Adam Cole. And also on the Briscoes, potentially joining AEW, Tony says, well, it's a great team with a great, great hit of honor. We have a great roster right now. I think they're a great team and definitely somebody to keep an eye on, but no, nothing official on them. We debuted so many great wrestlers recently. Of course, you mentioned Mercedes Martinez. And of course, you just saw we just saw the arrival of Brody King on Wednesday night. I would be remiss, I think, if we don't talk about the arrival of Brody King in the House of Black and what that represents. There's a lot of exciting things. Of course, we do have new world tag team champions. Of course, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. There's a ton of great teams lined up to challenge them. We'll have to wait and see, but I guess they're a great team who I have fought for well over 15 years. Who am I kidding? Much longer than that, and I think they're great wrestlers. So, who knows? We might at some point here. Of course, as you know, Ring of Honor is planning on coming back sometime in April, so it might They'll have some time if that, if that actually does happen, but we'll have to wait and see. Joseph Lee posted this story. It's not the details right here. Tony Khan spoke with Nick Aldis about maybe coming to AEW. It was previously reported that Nick Aldis signed a new deal with the NWA. According to the Red Sums Over Newsletter, AEW President Tony Khan never spoke with Aldis about coming into the company. Aldis had contacted Christopher Daniels and reached out to Khan that way, but Khan didn't respond before Aldis signed the NWA deal. It was also noted that Aldis's deal with the NWA is for another year, so there's always a chance Khan can talk next year. We'll have to wait and see, of course, what will happen with that. But that would be interesting to, of course, see that happen. Joseph Lee posted this story last night as AEW is likely to extend several deals likely extended several deals in recent weeks that were set to expire. As previously reported, the Young Bucks had five-year options picked up on their contracts for keeping the company's 2024. They noted that they will get a raise over the next two years as well. They had a five-year deal with three years guaranteed and has an optional two-year rollover. The rest of the newsletter reports that there were Several people with similar deals who have likely already renewed as their deals will have otherwise expired. AEW just hasn't officially announced it. Several wrestlers such as the Bucks, Cody and Brandy Rhodes, Heyman Page, Chris Jericho, and more will have had their deals by now that are still showing up on TV. Others like Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky have deals that are set to expire in a few weeks if their options aren't picked up. Of course, some of the renewals have been made public. Scorpio Sky recently noted that he signed a five-year extension for his current deal. Likewise, Tony Schiavone recently signed a two-year extension to keep him through mid-2024. Brett Baker signed a contract extension back in September. While Paige, Cody, Brandy, and Jericho have not commented on their contract status, they have been on TV multiple times as of yet late. Of course, you know Paige is the current world champion. So they have likely re-signed. Daniels works in the office and likely still has a deal. 
Kazarian status will not will be known once he wrestles again. Kenny Omega signed a four-year deal back in Fe- on February 1st, 2019. So his status won't be in question until February of 2020. And one more story to bring in before we close it out for the evening, folks. Joseph Lee posted this story last night as there's a note on original plans for Sasha Banks and also the top four matches that may pop up at WrestleMania this year. As previously reported, Sasha Banks is out of action with a foot injury, which is expected to keep her out of the ring for six to eight weeks. This will bring her back just before WrestleMania. According to the newsletter, the original plan for Banks was a match with Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's title. It's unknown if they will continue with that plan or if things have changed following the injury, but they should still have time to put it together if they choose. With her out for so long, it's possible WWE decides to go in another direction. She is due to return sometime in mid-March. It was noted the original plan for the top four matches was Banks versus Charlotte. Also, excuse me, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, and Seth Rollins versus the winner of the Royal Rumble. <clears throat> of course, it might be Big E, Kevin Owens, or Bobby Lashley. But likely it might be Big E. So we'll definitely, of course, keep you informed about that if anything does change. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you here for joining us here tonight for episode 294 of WCW Power. Uh, One note I forgot to mention here, of course, as far as our wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, the godfather of soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, does post his daily wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report on WCW, the wrestling portion on WCW US Fan Empire, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCW US Appreciation. And also, of course, the pop culture version on WCW US Entertainment Cavalcade, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCW US Entertainment. <clears throat> also keep in mind of course that Justin along with the human suplex machine John Gross of course uh, provides of course uh, your wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report in the WCWS radio network of course every Monday on, uh, on WCWS Raw Radio where they provide it not just for every Monday but of course from over the past weekend also of course they do provide it on Revolution every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday night, and also NWO Wolfpack every single Thursday night. So, ladies and gentlemen, like we said, we do thank you for joining us here tonight for episode 294 of WCW US Power Hour. Be sure to, of course, check out all of our groups here, folks, as we continue to post a lot of great different topics, different things, everything in all of our groups, including everything from the from Entertainment Cavalcade to, of course, the Game Show Alley page, the Interview Corner Facebook page. Also, of course, the Video Vault. Um, we'll, Of course, we're, we're packing everything down with a lot of great stuff here. Be sure to check out everything that we post on here as well. You'll find a lot of cool stuff. Also here, folks, do not forget, <clears throat> or stay safe out there, folks, with this pandemic, pandemic of course, uh, once again, becoming a real big it big time issue about not even of course two years since it actually started uh once again it's becoming a real big time threat so definitely keep your keep yourself 
of course, safe and also keep your family and friends and other loved ones, of course, safe, of course, as well. Um, as we continue to get by this, of course, just take every precaution that you feel that is important, Sarah, at your discretion, of course, here as well, regardless of what the government may end up saying to do and all that stuff. If you feel you want to follow that, then that's your decision. But of course, obviously, sometimes even the government's not always right about everything. <clears throat> but uh, just definitely keep in mind, uh, like I said, just, just stay safe out there, folks. Keep your hands clean. Keep yourself clean. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, be doing a whole lot of praying, of course, as we continue to fight through this and all. And, and of course, we will get over all this and all that. This will be nothing more than a constant memory indeed. But uh, like we said, Power Hour 294 is the broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, six years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. Like I said, be sure to join us for WCWS this morning starting at 8 a.m., 805-8613-POUND. Of course, as I said, we will be bringing you tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. We will also provide some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania, and also, of course, give you a rundown of what will be taking place this week in the radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> Until then, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for in pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the WCWUS Radio Network. Take care and God bless. We'll talk at you tomorrow morning. This is WCWS Radio Network. Take care. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.